Shall we begin? Why not? Welcome to Frankie Sense and More. It's like she's got a whole lot of goodness for you with a little bit of sass. Frankie, did you just say She sure did. Not to mention, along with... Whoops! Join us now as Frankie Picasso and her new co-host mix it up with authors, musicians, and interviews with world-changing people. Let's begin. Okay, let's begin now, because it only makes sense. That see them as, um, you know, for instance, source of me. Right, um, right. So, um it's um, um, it's definitely a very mixture, um, a cultural understanding of family paths. Um, so it really depends on who you talk to and also the, um, I guess, the areas of the country where it's you interesting. are. It's, it's an interesting dichotomy because you think of the emperors of China with their shih tzus and, you know, the little dogs uh-huh. sitting on their lap. And, you know, that they would have this. And then you have, like, the other side, as you stated, the dog treat, the, the you know, the dog meat trade. Is that something that's been around for a very long time, or is this, did it come from you know people starving, or how did that start? You, uh, you mean the, the dog meat? Yes. Yes. So uh, um, the dog meat, uh, um, I guess, like the tradition. I mean, there's really not. I, I, we wouldn't call it a tradition, but dog a dog as a meat. Um, source, source of meat began over like hundreds of years in China, I guess, and okay. and then that that starts like when people, you know, back in the time when um, uh, when you know uh, the uh, most of the countries are very poor, and then there's a lack, you know, so lacking um, a source of food. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, it's it's not until uh, it wasn't until recent years where um, you know I'm sure that you've heard um, their so-called dog meat festival, uh, right. In some, you know, in some areas in China, uh, it's not until recent years when there's, you know, a festival such, and then because of the social media, um, um, Weibo, which is um, um, Chinese version of Twitter, um, uh-huh. and then the whole event um, has been blown up and then brought into the spotlight. Sure. Um, you know, of the world, and people started to uh, uh, to learn about that, um, and then so um, I. Um, iconically, um, this uh, this event um, grew from a small kind of isolated local event into a well-known, internationally well-known um, festival. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so have you always, been, I guess you've always been an animal lover. When did yes. that start for you? Did you have a pet when you were a little girl? Um. Uh, well, no, um, I didn't have a pet when I was a little girl, uh, but I always, I always loved animals, and uh, um, um, but uh, um, not so much uh, with people around me, um, okay. you know. And then uh, I guess you know when I was little, I did um, I stray dogs everywhere, and uh, um, you know I um, heard about people eating, like you know they're talking about eating uh, eating dogs and cats and things like that. So that wasn't um, something your family would have. No. Engaged in no. Oh no, no. The that's it's. This is not a. I, I wouldn't say it's a, um, a common um, behavior in um, uh, in China for most people, and it's really just a, a, a concentrated in a few areas in oh. in China. When you go to China, and then there you will find in few areas in China, you will find more people, um, you know, consume uh, dog or cats as meat. Um, than and will other they areas. will they actually say that on their menu at a restaurant, or will they hide it? Um, in some areas, um, uh, say, um, you know, uh, for instance, in a small city, in some small cities in uh, in Guangxi province in China, or even in uh, some um, t- cities in northern China, uh, uh, restaurants that they will say um, dog meat dishes on, on menu. But again, it's not a common thing. It's not something that you will see everywhere in China. Um, I haven't personally, I haven't seen that. Um, okay. In China, but if you go to those specific uh, cities and areas in China, you definitely see that more uh, more often than other areas. So, you your group has been responsible for um, neutering and spaying over five hundred yes. animals. That's fantastic! Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, it's close to six hundred dogs. Wow, now. that's um, awesome. So 
Yeah, so that's a, it's a, it's a free uh, spay and neuter program that we provide, that we offer um, for rescued and stray animals for free. And then also what's included is a microchipping as well, um, which is still not very common in China. Um, so um, we'll do that. And then um, the program also includes a three-day uh, inpatient care after the surgery for the, wow. the dogs. And How plus are you a bag doing of dogs. this? Um, well, you know what? We got, we're going to go to a break in two minutes, so yeah. we'll start it. But how are you doing this? Because, you know, I was working with some rescue organizations here, okay. and, and that is the one thing that is very expensive and very difficult to do. Yeah. yeah. You guys are doing amazing work. Thank you. Thank you. I'd love to tell you more about it. Yeah. Well, we're going to hear. I want to hear more <laughs> about it. Sophie, do you have any questions so far? No, that sounds awesome, though. Yeah, I mean, dog, dog meat has never been appetizing to me. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's too hard to look at your pet and think, mm, yeah, yeah I get you. it's yeah. too hard to even think about it. It really is, and yeah. and the animals that you brought over so far, just wow, you know, th- those two goldens were just beautiful. They just touched my heart. That went to um, a family out out in uh, uh, Portland, I think they went to. Yeah. But just Oregon. beautiful. Yeah, in Oregon. Really nice. I want to talk about all of that. It's very exciting. And you operate on three continents. That's yes. exciting, too. <laughs> yes. So I want to know about that. Uh-huh. Where, where are your two partners? we got a minute, but you can tell us where they are. Yeah, yeah, sure. So our shelter, um, our shelter and rescue team is located in Beijing, China. Uh, mm-hmm. And then that's where our China team is, of course. And sure. that's where our, most of our groundwork happens. And uh, um, and we also have an office in the UK, too. Um, we are a um, UK-registered charity. Nice. Um, so, three, gonna... so three co-founders from... Okay. Uh, you know, including myself in the UK, in the US. Awesome. We're going to break. We're going to break. Stick around. We're going to talk more about Together for Animals in China. We're going to hear Sophie's song. Don't go anywhere. Warmed up. Frankie Sense and more. We'll be right back after we pay the bills. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. And we're back at Frankie Sense and More. I'm glad that you stuck around. We are here with our guest, Lucy Wang, singer-songwriter Sophie Corin is here, and we're going to be talking to both of them. Um, but I did want to, to ask you, Lucy, about your neuter and spay program, because yeah. that, that is one of the most difficult programs um, you know, for people to engage in, in, in the rescue community, and you guys seem to have a real handle on it. So if there's something that you can share, it'd be great. 
Um, yeah, so uh, um, uh, our um, spay and neuter uh, program is solely relied on donations from public. Um, okay. So um, it's um, um, and then we, you know, it's only made a, uh, made it possible, um, you know, uh, 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 by partnering partnering with uh, our local hospitals and, and also our amazing volunteers and um, and just donations from uh, um, from our you know great. What, what are you paying um, for a neuter? Right now, may I ask? Say that again. How how much are you paying per neuter? Um, that's uh, um quite honest. I um I I will have to ask my uh, um our China manager who's okay. in charge of the program. So I don't want to say a number that I, that might sure. not be uh, correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just curious to see um you know how they're doing it and and what they're charging, and yeah. in. England, I don't know if you knew, we had Mark the Vet on. Mark is, is uh, Vet of the Year for, oh. you know, many years running in the UK. And he's just a wonderful person. And um, you should hook up with him okay. <laughs> while you're there because I know that he's, that he's worked in China. But one of the things that, you know, culturally speaking, um, because I just had somebody on, on another show recently who, who was saving the rhino. And I know that you know, the Chinese believe in, in the rhino horn is, you know, good for sexual enhancement and things like that. Oh, so a lot yeah. of the animals who are becoming extinct are extinct because of um, the trade in China, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, are you doing any education around that? Uh, but we do. Um uh, we do campaign um, as much as, uh, as we can just to... Uh, um, uh, raise awareness about animal rights and welfare um, in general for all animals, not just mm-hmm. dogs and cats. Um, but uh, we mainly, um, um, our group, our group is works mainly focus on dogs and cats um, and family pets, and uh, we try not to be um, just focus on what we do the best and then help as much as you know as many animals as we can um, instead of being the uh, um, you know jacks of a trade. And then, sure. uh, but we do. Um, um, also, you know, uh, partner with other uh, groups who are also in, you know, uh, different areas mm-hmm. um, who help other animals as well. Uh, so we definitely, you know, we uh, try to in, uh, to get involved um, with, uh, um, you know, other uh, campaigns that help other animals as well. Um, it's um, a part of our organization, um, I mean, um, programs that we also, for instance, that we uh, um, promote um, healthy lifestyle, um, vegan um, lifestyle. Um, that okay. um, yeah, you know, uh, just to get the because vegan is a very new concept in China. Not many oh. people know about that. And then, um, for instance, many people get confused between ve- uh, vegan and vegetarian. They don't know right. the difference, and you know, it's just stuff like that. So it's a very early stage um, mm-hmm. in terms of animal rights movement in China. Um, so it's a very um, uh, you know, I, we believe it's a very important uh, message to give out to the public. You know, just about you know what's veganism, uh, what's vegetarian, and uh, right. what's uh, animal welfare. So um, that's a big part of our program as well. Is you know um, to uh, educate people um, about veganism, um, about vegetarian, and things like that. And then you know what kind of impact uh, that uh, that we do on a daily basis. You know when we, um, you know where our meat is from. You know the source of the meat. And then when we eat meat, you know what that means. And um, basically the animals behind the slaughterhouse. Um, are there actually dog meat farms in China? Well, that is a very good question, and the answer is no. Um, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Um, you know, uh, that might not be, um, I don't know if that's good or not, but no, there's no dog meat farms in China. There's no evidence of any large scale breeding facilities or farms in China that raise dogs for meat. No puppy now, mills or? Uh, no, n- nothing large scale. Actually, uh, um, I think Animal um, animal, Asia, um, uh, animal Asia, you know, it's a very well known uh, um, um, animal rights um, mm-hmm. pro. Uh, Organization that they did a uh, um, a four year long investigation and then they found no evidence of any large scale breeding oh, facilities and it's all very even for puppy mill it's like small scale, yeah. um, but uh, no such a thing. Um, with that being said, um, it's um, 
a different horror, you know, um, a horror story for yeah. uh, for uh, dogs who are victims of dog meat. That's trip. for sure. That's uh-huh. for sure. Sophie, do you have a, a dog? Do you have a I family don't. pet? You don't. I have okay. a cat, but I mean, I'm okay. more of a dog person. I don't know why. I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? Lucy has an international adoption program. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes, yes. So we do. We have. Uh, um, it's it's still very new. Um, we we prepared this um, program for uh, for a long time, but it, um, it didn't start until four thousand uh, two two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very. Um, so um, yeah, we um, we try to uh, you know adopt our um, animals out to all over the world. <laughs> Are they shipped by plane? Yes, yes, they wow. ship. Yeah, and, so, and that's all volunteer money. It's all volunteer based. It's all it's run and managed by volunteer, and then also um, as a part of the uh, the international adoption program, we have a fly volunteer database, which we constantly recruit people who uh, travel between China and then you know um, the rest part of the of the world, sure. um, because um, it's the uh, the cheapest and also easiest way for uh, to transport. Uh, and an animal internationally. How much? How much would it have cost to send those dogs over from China to Portland? Oh, uh, to Portland, it's um, um, average is about let's see, um, uh, a little over a one thousand U.S. dollars. So that's like sixty eight hundred RMB. So that's twelve hundred. Wow. Now, how, how do they fare on that flight? Because that's a pretty long flight. And, and yeah. typically the animals are, it's pretty cold in the, in the baggage hold. Um, so we, they're supposed to stay in um, a um, um, pressure and temperature controlled cabin. Oh, okay. Um, so, and then also, um, of course, before before they travel, we try, you know, um, as uh, as best as we can to make the uh, the flight crate um, as comfortable uh, mm-hmm. as possible for the dogs. So we put blankets in, and then um, there's a, a water bottle that they can drink out of. Oh. Um, um, a little toy, if you know, if the weight allows. So it really depends on the weight of uh, of the whole uh, cargo, you know, with the sure. dog. Do they do you sedate them at all? We don't. We don't. No. Um, usually, we don't, and it's not really recommended uh, okay. for for the animals. It's not. Um, uh, I guess you know, it's not as safe. So we've never sedated an animals uh, before they travel, and then luckily, um, we haven't had any problems. So when you're in like the your crew in in um, in England, what yeah. and, and you in in the U.S. What mm-hmm. are you there to receive these animals? Is that is that your role or to get donations in those countries? Um, uh, yeah, like how yeah. how do you work? Yeah. So uh, um. So um, Grace, she is uh, um, you know one of the other co-founders, and is also she's in charge of the UK office. Um, mm-hmm. And then so we um, uh, are in charge of mainly raising awareness and uh, do campaigns on on the social media on our website and um, just get the news out and share stories outside of China. Um, the uh, the one of the main challenges many rescuers and animal activists in China face is that the uh, um, the censorship um, mm-hmm. and then also the fire, you know, the great firewall uh, war in China where uh, Facebook and Twitter and then a lot of other websites are, are blocked in China um, oh. and then also there's a language barrier as well. Uh, right. Most of Chinese people don't speak English and uh, uh, most of, you know, the rest of the world I was going to say your English Chinese. is very good. It's oh, very good. Yes. I, I'm, I'm actually very nervous right now. So... <laughs> No, but, but like, not only do you speak it really well, but you have a really good handle on, on you know, just colloquialisms oh. and, and, and just different expressions and ways of speaking. Oh. Really good. Thank yeah. you. Well, that You're makes welcome. me feel much better now. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, actually. Don't you think, Sophie? Oh, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't even, I wasn't even second guessing it. Yeah. Oh. Like, like, I mean, you were born in China. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Well, good thank you. Yeah, so this is. Uh, I guess, you know, our team's advantage uh, that uh, both Grace and I uh, speak English. Uh, and uh, so we are able to connect both sides, you know, um, 
between China and the rest of the world, and then we are kind of like you know bridge between between two worlds. We share stories, we share resources, and uh, um, so that's our job. We, uh, you know, I see ourselves as connector. Right. Um, and we make things happen and we create opportunities and uh, um, it's it's been great awesome well we're yeah. going to go to a break in, in just a, a couple of minutes but I want to know um, what your what your goals are for 2016 and right. when we come back and we're going to listen to Sophie's music I hope you'll stick around nice. just for her songs and, and um, we'll talk to her for a little bit and then we'll, we'll come back and, and talk about all of this but I do want to know um, how much money you're trying to raise and, and mm-hmm. what, you know, the future holds, all of that right. for you. Yeah. Okay. Do you have the same goal in each country or is it a oh, common goal that you work toward? It's it's a common goal that we work towards, um, you know, um, uh, ultimately benefit, you know, uh, animals in China um, and also push the uh, um, animal rights movement um, in China as a whole. And have you have you managed to um, recruit veterinarians to give discounted yeah. pricing and things like that? In, uh, and what, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. Um, yes, that's uh, um, uh, you know, it's like medical care is going uh, uh, naturally such a big part of uh, sure. um, shelter work, and then um, our team in China is constantly um, working with the local hospitals, and then um, also our um, uh, charity in the UK that well, we've trying to get grants from uh, um, uh, the local uh, charity. Um, and there's a, 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 I think there's a medical. I mean, Grace can tell you more about that. Sure. That. Uh, there's a, a medical uh, a, a grants that provide medical support and supplies awesome. for other uh, shelters and nonprofits, and then we nice. uh, um, we've rest- recently um, have been you know accepted as authorized users. So that's that's Good great. For you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're okay. very excited. Well, we're going to commercial break. Please stick around. Don't go anywhere because we are coming right back. Frankie sent some more. You've been listening to Lucy Wang. We're going to hear from Sophie Curran when we get back. Excited, aren't you? Getting warmed up. Frankie Sense and more will be right back after we pay the bills. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Have you ever felt that you're too busy to exercise? That is a common excuse and one that is used quite often. But the reality is we make time for what is important to us. We all get 24 hours in a day, and it's simply a matter of prioritizing and managing your time. If you have time to watch your favorite television program, get a manicure, or read a book, you have time to exercise. I always encourage my clients to exercise first thing in the morning, if possible. Roll out of bed 30 minutes earlier, put on your exercise clothes, and head outside for a brisk walk or run, or head to the gym. Get it done early before the demands of the day interfere with your exercise schedule. Starting your day off with exercise is energizing, invigorating, and mood enhancing. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything.
And we're back. Frankie Sensamore, I am your host, Frankie Picasso. And I'm so glad that you stuck around because we have some great stuff coming up. But first, I just wanted to let you know, if you have been listening to the show and you'd like to find out more information, you can, um, you, for Lucy and, and her organization, go to www.tacn.org or you can write to her at info at tacn.org. I want to make sure we got that in there. Sophie Curhan. She's coming up. She's currently a student at Belmont University. It's an innovative Christian college that allows students to have a professional internship in the entertainment industry. And while expanding her skills and experience uh, with her career in Nashville, Sophie uh, is is just moving along, man, doing her singing and her writing and her songwriting. And she has just released a new CD or a new album, as they call it. They're back to albums now <laughs> called For a Fella. Welcome, Sophie. Hi. Hi. So you grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Where exactly was that? Or you were born there? Well, yeah, I was born in Portland. We were actually talking about Oregon earlier. Yeah. We met. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then I moved around a lot as a kid, and I grew up uh, mostly in Philadelphia area. And and as most of the musicians I know, they said that they got to Nashville as soon as they could. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much me too. <laughs> yeah. So how how old were you when you arrived in Nashville? Um, well, I actually, I decided to go there for college because, uh, you know, I just wanted to go to Nashville and my parents wanted me to go to college. So it was kind of a compromise that I found school in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite cities. I just love Nashville. As a matter of oh, fact, so I can't, my husband and I love it so much. We can't wait to go back. We're probably going to go next month or so. It's a lot yes. of fun. It's a lot of fun there for sure. Great food. Yes. Everywhere. Excellent food. <laughs> the best food. The best food for sure. And so you have your song, as I said, uh, the title track from For a Fella is For a Fella. And it's available on your website at sophiecorhen.com, which is S-O-P-H-I-E, capital K-O-O-R-H-A-N. And if you go there, you can download it for free. So why don't Yay. you go there right now and do that? Yay. It, um, <laughs> music is also on Spotify and iTunes. So if people want to find out more about you, they can go there as well. So let's hear that song, Ben. And then, Sophie, you can tell us who it was written for Ooh. and about <laughs>
there you go. We have a few few more minutes left in this song, but we want to talk to Sophie. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you, you wrote that a few years ago, you said? Yes. What a beautiful voice you have. Were you playing Thank any you. of the instruments on that? Um, I play piano, but I had someone else actually record the piano on it just because um, I'm okay at piano, but I had some you great to concentrate on, on singing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds really well produced. Good for you. It's um, and so who was that about the guy who twitched when he talked? <laughs> uh, um, I, I've never told anyone that before. I think it might have to stay a secret, but uh, Uh-oh. he's he's still pretty great. So he's still around, is he? Uh, in a way, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know, but ah, secret, secret <laughs> love. <laughs> That's funny. So what's your process like? Because I live with a singer-songwriter. What's your process like oh, for writing a song? Yeah. Do you, uh-huh. do you write your the lyrics first or does the melody come first for you? How does it work for you? Um, you know, I really just sit down at the piano and they kind of come together. It's mm-hmm. usually whatever's on my mind. Um, it's actually completely random. I just put my hands down on the keys and whatever they happen to hit, I'll be like, oh, we'll start with that note and then just kind of say whatever's on my head. And it usually flows out into some sort of musical song. <laughs> yeah. And do you walk around with a notebook and you hear a conversation and you hear a good line, you write it down? Um, I do have a notes on my phone that I do kind of throw in some stuff but then sometimes I look at it later and I'm like what was I thinking (laughs) yeah 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 um Lucy do you play an instrument no I don't I wish I did um (laughs) I that was um uh that was a lovely lovely song I loved it so much thank Thank you you for playing that yeah 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 I always wish I (laughs) how many songs are on your album oh I should know that off the top of my head I want to say 10, 13, somewhere between. Nice. nice. Yeah. So what's up for you? What, what's There's your next? 12. I was wrong. There's 12. 12. <laughs> 12. And, and you can buy it on, on your site, I'm imagining, and at Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. And, and so what's it going camp, for? Camp. You can't get away from me. Um, oh, and don't forget to go and download your free version of that song. You can go and download it at sophiecorhen.com. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, I have all the social media, Sophie Corhan music on Facebook. You can, you can find me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you really are fantastic at sofa, social media. I have to say, you know, you sign up on, on her site and boy, she's, she lets you know about all kinds of stuff. You are really a master at it. I was very shocked and surprised and, and <laughs> going, wow, she's young and look at her go. Like, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. No worries. Like, really. <laughs> so, yeah, I, so I love when actually finish connecting with people. Um, when do I finish school? I have one more year. And what are you studying at Belmont? Entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> yes, with a writing minor. Okay. So what does that mean when, you're, when you study entertainment? Is it about, you, do you learn the law? Do you learn how to dance? Do you learn how to do it all? Like, what do you learn? Um, it's mostly like the learning about the industry. So we learn the different laws and contracts and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we also learn how to market and how to, you know, build ourselves as a business and, you know, really where the industry is going and where we need to be in terms to be successful within it. So it's really great. I've had a ton of great classes and wonderful teachers. So I love it. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you were born to do it. And, and, you know, everybody, it's so interesting when you think about, you know, a career, Lucy, did you imagine that you would be doing, you know, being an animal activist? I didn't know that. No. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think you'd be doing when you were younger? When I was young, I thought I was going to be a doctor. Okay. Yeah. And what, and what happened? You I don't know. I I, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, just later in the school, I found out that I sucked at science classes. Well. So, well, maybe it's not a good idea for me to become a doctor. So, um, but yeah, so my, uh, my, most of my family members are doctors. And so I always thought that, that, um, I was going to be a doctor, but you know, wow. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, I, I hate to profile a race, but usually, like, Chinese are good at math and science. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why, you know, you, you can never, you can never generalize anyone. 
Yeah. yeah, people just assume that I'm good at math, but um, I I think I'm okay now. Uh, but um, comparison to other Chinese people, I'm I'm not good at all. <laughs> That's so funny. Mm. I thought I was going to be, gonna be an, I was going to be an architect. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, That's... but I'm not good at math either. So yeah, I'm not good at math. <laughs> that went either. downhill very quickly. Yeah, that was my problem. I was going to be I was going to be a jockey, and then I was going to be a veterinarian. And I was going to be an author, so I did. I did fulfill one. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but, well, yeah. speaking yeah, speaking of occupation, there. I, I guess there's another fun fact that um, actually uh, um, all our entire team, uh, we all have full time job outside of Together for Animals in China. Oh, you uh, do. Yeah. So our our, our team, uh, the, the Together for Animals in China, is managed and run by. 100% via team on volunteers who don't get paid, um, aside wow. from a full-time paid animal caregiver who works uh-huh. at our shelter in Beijing. So the rest of the team, including funders and management, we all have a full-time job. Wow, I want to know more <laughs> so about that, but we're going to go to a commercial break right now, so I, I can't ask you about it. <laughs> but we, stick around, stick around if you can, because we're going to come, uh, we'll be right back after this brief message. And you're going to come back and we're going to talk to Sophie and we're going to talk to Lucy and Frankie and it's going to be good so don't go anywhere we have to pay some bills no we're just getting warmed up Frankie Sense and more will be right back after we pay the bills LinkedIn it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media driven world and Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn lady show Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com the LinkedIn lady show is designed to inform inspire and educate businesses every social media site has a specific demographic personality and purpose and the LinkedIn LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. This is the TogiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. And we're back. <laughs> we're sorry if you hear a little fuzziness. Uh, there's something going on in the world, but we're all here, and we're going to try our darnest to sound good for you. So here you go. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about professions before we went to our break, and I'm kind of curious. What is your full-time job, Lucy? Oh, okay. I'm a photographer and a small business owner. Are you? Yes. <laughs> and uh, um, our UK manager, Grace, uh, she's a UN UX designer. Uh, and oh, okay. uh, Xiaoli, who is our China manager, she works in uh, for a construction company in Beijing. And all our other um, volunteers and core volunteers, they all have their own uh, full-time job. That's so interesting. I, I started <laughs> off as a photographer. Oh. And my ex-husband was a photographer and my son is a photographer. And so that's very interesting. That's my dad <laughs> is a photographer. And your oh. dad's a photographer, Sophie. <laughs> so <Wow>. many of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm a pet photographer, though. 
<laughs> are you a pet photographer? Yeah. So, I love uh, that. Yeah. So I, I guess my that. full-time job, you know, everything that I do um, is about animals. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. I love that. I was trying to get my son to do that because I would like to do that. And <laughs> what kind of photographer does your dad do, Sophie? Um, he does like portraits and you know whatever he wants, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever he his wants. Pictures are great. <laughs> no, I mean he just has his camera always, so it's just yes. like oh, this is something I need to take a picture of. <laughs> it's great that you know to to look at the you know the world through a lens like that, though. I mean, yeah. it's 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 so different, you know, than yeah. that. Now it I really pe- is. Yeah. I don't have the eye for it at all. So I give much respect to photographers. But you do have, you're very photogenic. And I, I love what you said in your, in your profile that, you ha- that you're in a relationship with your water bottle. Oh, yeah. It's right next to me right now. Is it? That's it is. good. I need to yeah. drink more water. I think everybody does. But, uh, yeah. Um, so what are your, I want to know what your goals are for 2016, both of you. Let's start, let's start with Lucy. Um. Yeah, I guess our goals for 2016 is built on what we uh, what we have built uh, in 2015, which I think we have uh, um, many good things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, programs, you know, the uh, domestic and international program uh, adoption uh, programs. We try to uh, find. Uh, homes for uh, more dogs definitely in 2016 and uh, uh, try to help more animals through our, through our free spay and neuter program and uh, um, um, also um, we try to host more training and workshops for other rescue groups um, as well um, and then the other thing is I guess you know is that we um, have uh, on our plan is that we try to uh, have a shelter development. So we try to upgrade our shelter into um, a more um, higher standard, like, you know, the shelter that we have in the West. And then you know, we try to set an example um, as an educational base mm-hmm. for other shelters and also for the uh, for the public. Um, so they know what shelter is supposed to be like and know what it means to um, to have animal welfare. Uh, in a shelter, you know, it's not a place just to keep animals, you know, um, but it's also a place to offer, uh, to take care of animals uh, right. properly. And but also, Are you cage-free there? Yeah. So, Lucy, are they cage-free? They are cage-free, yeah. Nice. In our, yeah, in oh. our shelter, they um, animals, they do have different compartments where they sleep, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they don't, uh, we don't keep them in a cage. They have a uh, yard where they hang out, you know, uh, where they're based. They can the socialize. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, they socialize and they play. Um, and then we have a 24-hour um, uh, caregiver uh, who uh, lives in the shelter, you know, takes care of all the animals. Like the pictures that you post of the animals that you're trying to adopt, they look fantastic. So do you have a, a, a groomer and, are you, you know, a, like, a, are you the photographer that takes those shots, you know, to try to get I- those? I wish, I wish I was the photographer there taking pictures, you know, all the time over these animals. But I'm so far away. I'm in the states. Uh, but we do have uh, um, volunteers, uh, you know, come over and then help us out, right? You know, on a regular basis. And one of them, a professional um, photographer, so they take profile pictures of our animals, and uh, you know, that way it's easier for them to find home. Yes. Um, and we have. Uh, um, Volunteers who you know stop and then you know give uh, uh, like kind of help uh, uh, groom the dogs and then do you know the uh, the routine maintenance you know uh, nail clipping and ear cleaning things like that. So we heavily rely on um, volunteers. Yeah, and they yeah. do a good job, you know, because a lot of shelters they, they'll give you the you know the really sad sack dog. <laughs> you know, yeah. with tears in their eyes and why don't you adopt me? And and yours look healthy and happy and that's kind of the dog I want to adopt, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's important. It's a different approach. De- yeah. Definitely. And then I think that's the same thing that um, even a lot of shelters here in America try to do um, as yeah. well um, to show, and, and then it's it's uh, definitely you know, particularly important, I think uh, that we feel in China too, because it's so rare in China where shelters actually provide proper care for right. um, animals that they take in uh, just you know it's, it's not any fault on their part it's just the uh, um, uh, the number of rescued animals yeah. the number of the the animals that need to be helped is so overwhelming and then the resources just so um, you know are so lacking 
Um, so that's something that we try to uh, to change as well um, is to pass on the knowledge of uh, uh, you know what shelter uh, supposed to be run and how animals supposed to be taken care of and then also share resources uh, sure. for other uh, rescue groups and shelters as well so that's our a long-term goal not just for 2016 but I think for many years many years to follow okay so many remember folks follow. listen to go www.tacn if you want to find out more about Together for Animals in China and you can write to Lucy at info at tacn.org Sophie what are your goals for this year and, and, and next uh, my goals are now to adopt a puppy from Lucy nice. <laughs> oh yay, yay. <laughs> um, that's yeah, great <laughs> Well, um, there's a Sophie up for up, up today on on Twitter. I saw she's very cute. Really? Same name as you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. All our dogs are very cute. At all. I am Sophie. This is my dog Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually named after a dog. Are you? <laughs> yeah. My mom used to uh, babysit for someone whose dog name was Sophie, and that's how she liked the oh. name. Oh. So. How cute is <laughs> that? That's so funny. So to get a Sophie then. It's like you yeah. have yeah. to. Yeah, you know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but musically, my goals uh, for 2016, I've been working on a ton of new music. This past couple months, I've actually, I'm in Los Angeles right now working with a producer, and it's starting to sound really good. And I just, it's like killing me not to share things yet because I know like all my followers want to hear it. And I just can't wait to actually share it with everyone. And you know, get the feedback and stuff. It's kind of, it's kind of new, kind of different, um, sound, but I'm just working towards getting it all out there. And that's my, so my do you goal. like, do you like the performing aspect? Do you like to be up on stage? Do you enjoy that? Or do you prefer, uh, you know, to make your music and get it, get it laid down on a track and promote that? What's fun um, for you? I love both. Yeah. <laughs> They're definitely very different experiences though. Like, you know, getting in the zone and being in the studio and recording is like so much fun. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of a goof to work with, but, uh, um, but being on stage is also great. And like, it's really, really depends on the audience, you know, cause I just, it's like an energy you can feed off of and it's, it's a ton, both are a ton of fun. <laughs> So is that what you see yourself doing though? Being in concerts or being in shows? Like, what do you, what do you see yourself Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to be back in Nashville soon and with my band, I'll be playing a bunch of shows around. So that's exciting. And, mm-hmm. um, have you played at the bluebird? I have not played at the bluebird. No. I wish some. Yeah. yeah. Or the Ryman. <laughs> yeah. Or... Those, those are hard to get in, but you yeah. Know, yeah. Maybe, maybe at the end of 2016, that could be my, that could be my goal. That'd be a great goal. That would yeah. be a great goal. So don't forget, uh, for a fella who doesn't know who he is, go to <laughs> sophiecorhan.com and download that single. And that's free right now. So you can go right now and do that. And that's pretty cool. And then yeah. after you like that, then you can go and purchase the whole thing. <laughs> because why not? There's 12 songs. And, and you can do that off the site or at Spotify or iTunes. And that would be pretty cool because Sophie's working hard. I am. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and who doesn't who doesn't like free stuff? So no excuse. Yeah, free stuff is good. <laughs> free stuff yeah. is really good. Well, we've got about three minutes till the end of the show. Is there anything either of you would like to to say or was uh, it fun for you? Yeah, this is blast. Awesome. It's been yeah, great hearing from you, Lucy. You're doing doing great stuff out there. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, I, it's um, it's. Def, you know, it's my um, pleasure to be to be on the show, and then uh, um, I'm so happy to hear such great music on the show as well. Oh, I forgot to mention, both of you are absolutely gorgeous. Like, oh. go, go look at, at the oh. radio network dot com. Oh my These girls are both yeah. beautiful. I'm yeah. blushing right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and if Maybe. anyone's on Twitter, you should follow me. My Twitter's at SoFun, S-O-P-H-U-N-N. I'm on there all the time, so that's probably where you'll get the most, like, updates and stuff if you want to follow me. Yeah, oh, yeah I would definitely and, follow you. And your Twitter, um, Luce? Um, so our Twitter's T-A-C-N underscore official. T-A-C-N underscore official. Okay. Uh-huh. 
And, yes. and I, I was serious. There, Sophie is a dog and she is looking for a home on <laughs> ACN. Yes. Official. She's yeah. there right now and she's very cute. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then we have Instagram as well, where we post lots of cute uh, pictures of uh, oh. dogs that we have and cats as well uh, in our shelter. Uh, That's the- gonna kill me. I'm gonna have like eight <laughs> dogs. <laughs> I'm have to get them all. <laughs> yeah, you know where to find us. So <laughs> send us a message, and then uh, we figure something out. <laughs> and seriously, I just want to say how important it is to rescue an animal rather than go to a breeder, even or um, you know, please. Don't don't ever buy a dog from a mall, but if you, you know, why not rescue a pet? You know, it, yeah. they need a good home and they're loving, fantastic, beautiful animals. I met one the other day who had a golden retriever who had no fur left on his face. It was yeah. black, black skin, but you know what? It's coming back. He had some dental work done. He's doing great and it's wonderful. It's such a wonderful feeling. It's such a wonderful feeling. So support both of these ladies, please. Both of these organizations are different, but great in their own ways. I am Frankie. This was Frankie Sense and More. We are back every week, and we are so happy that you join us today. Ladies, I'm so thankful that you came on, and I'm so grateful for all of you who download the show each and every week. This was so great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Uh, everyone. My pleasure. I hope you guys will come back. Of course. And thank you, Ben, for producing the show today. I really appreciate it. You can take us out. <laughs> Yay, bye. 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 Bye.